Welcome to the I Can Podcast, where we discuss all things blindness-related, including, but not limited to, technology, issues, and other topics. I hope you enjoy. Okay. This month, we're talking blindness awareness and white canes. Don't forget, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, such as included, but not limited to, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all the latest models of the Victor Reader. Careers Plus is designed for young adult and high school students to prepare for high school, middle school, college, and their career of choice. The goal of this podcast is to advocate and educate while fostering a sense of confidence in youth to pursue college and the careers of their choice through interactive, dynamic learning experiences. Hi, I'm Brandy Kubel. I'm Charlene. Hi, I'm Hamid Alamari. Hello, my name is Alexander Espel. Paul Gray. Hi, my name is Anjali. My name is Anna Wisma. My name is Lisa Lloyd. My name is Gordon. My name is Logan Barantes. All right, my name is Miguel. I am Natalie Charles. Hi, I'm Lex Ariola. My name is Elizabeth Dampos. Hi, my name is Patricia Figueroa. So, my name is Aaron Espinoza. Hi, my name is Rocco. My name is Pavel Castro. My name is Randy Owen. According to an online article by the CDC, over 12 million Americans live with visual impairment. As you may or may not know, October is Blindness Awareness Month, with October 15th focusing on White Cane Safety Day. Over the past few weeks, we have been having roundtable discussions on these topics. Please like and subscribe and hit the notification bell to never miss any of our uploads. Now, on to our episode. So what does Blindness Awareness Month mean to us? Is that pride? Is that advocacy? Is it education? Uh, I would say that most of all, it's... It's... A chance, uh, it's, oh. and I, you know, anyone who's you know, who wants to, who's open to talk, I'm always open to talk about this, but I think it's uh, definitely an even better chance for education, teaching, you know, people what, how, how I go about my day and how that's different in my life than it would be for someone who didn't have my, my vision, you know, who had, you know, um, I don't want to say normal, but like a, a like a typical vision, I guess. Perfectly said, Logan. Really, it's very well said. And I, I agree with you. I, I see it as a parent. I see it as an opportunity to educate in the education system and elsewhere about the issues that we face on a regular basis. I also agree with Logan and Lisa that is about like basically education and letting people know like what us blind people can do especially like in the education like school district system who maybe have never had a blind or disabled child in their school district before or are not well equipped to handle them yeah i I definitely agree with that i've met like several people who are adults you know, and in my comparison, you know, like like they're in their like later twenties or early thirties, you know, uh, and like they don't fully understand what a cane is, you know. Um, 
so it's just interesting to hear people's perspectives and to see what what they have been told or they have picked up themselves and then telling them you know more so what how you go through things Pavel what about you what does blindness awareness make you think of education advocacy uh well, all above because you know it's it's hard to get adults to understand. I'm a blind person; like it's hard for me to get my mom to understand. Like, you know, I can live independently. It's basically just getting adults, uh, other sighted people, to understand that um, blind people can do stuff, like live independently. Patricia, what does White Cane Awareness Day mean to you? This month for like, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. So it's kind of like that, but for blind people, it's where blind people get a space to show their pride. And it's also an opportunity to bond, right? To bond with each other over our visual impairment or our blindness and, you know, the challenges that that is and the the overcoming. My visual impairment is part of my identity, right? I mean, coming from this family with five generations of blindness, um, it's ingrained in who I am. It's a piece of me. It's not all of me, but it is a part of me. And it's something I can't separate out. It's in everything I do. Some people would honestly say that, you know, that their their disability is not, you know, a, a part of who they are, but... I think it is, and I'm I'm proud of that. It is part of who I am. Um, it it's part of who makes me who I am. So I don't, you know, I don't find that that shameful. Right? Um, but to each his own. I don't I don't fault anybody who doesn't feel that way. Um, that's the beauty of you know freedom. <laughs> Everybody can feel the way they want to feel. No, like identity first. Like saying you're a person that's blind or a, or a blind person, like. It comes into play like when you're identifying yourself or if you want your blindness to identify you when you're like talking or writing i think um that's that's also an important thing because you know you you have you know like you have this disability but that's not all there is to you you know you're not like just a, like just a two-dimensional flat oh you know i'm i'm you know i'm blind i have a cane and you know that that's it that's all me well, that's why they say it's a characteristic. Like, I mean, that's why the NFT goes on and on. It's, yeah, it's part of me, but it doesn't make me who I am. But on the other side, I mean, that's the first thing people see. I mean, like, it, I mean, it's like when I was in school and we were talking about, like, one person, like, say, we're talking about our friend Aaron, or no, our friend Lupus. So there's two Lupus. Like, which one are you talking about? The short one or the tall one, the fat one or the skinny one? Like, there's always that characteristic that, that's in front of all of the other ones. I think uh, disability... Uh, awareness is for me more about helping other people to understand what I see and work with every day. Helping Anna Reshma and Anjali and Lisa, we sort of learn in different ways. I get a better understanding of what's possible and what can be challenging and ways that I'm able to, just as we would ask for help in other ways or help support one another in other ways, I can better support and uh, encourage and, you know, make more possible for them both. Um, And conversely, what they don't need help with because sometimes people throw everything into one big bucket and they went, oh, you're visually impaired or you're blind. Well, that must mean you can't see anything. 
or you know you get sometimes people go oh you know well, what's the disability hanger for you know you um you know you're, you're driving a car how, how is that possible you know well there are different levels of ability and, and visual visual ability um and so you know even people you know when they're walking down the street they're like hey you know they're sometimes like hey you can see me why are you why are you using the cane again more awareness about what it really can mean um that you know it is a spectrum for all of us uh, what's possible is also a spectrum and what we need assistance with is also a spectrum so for me i think Days like this, or you know, or uh, celebrations like this, sort of bring more awareness, more more focus on these sort of things, so that as a community and as a you know, we're a village, global village, we can all help each other better and understand each other better too. And, and being being respectful in terms of what do people, how do people identify? It's just more acknowledging and being respectful of you know how would you like us to address this? And but again, always coming back to these are individuals who have or are impacted by a particular challenge. Not that it's a challenge that happens to have hit a person. So it's um, Sally or, or John who happens to be visually impaired, not visually impaired or blind John or Sally, if that makes sense. Again, the focus being more on the person than the, the challenges they may have in their life. I am a musician. I sing and record my own covers and I'm also interested in technology and helping as many people as I can with assistive technology for the blind because I am blind so I know a lot about technology but my blindness doesn't define me. I'm someone that happens to be blind but perfectly capable of like getting out there and like doing whatever almost whatever a sighted person would do even if it's with assistance but still doing it i'm a student i love to listen to stories i love to cook i love dogs not so crazy about math and i'm blind i'm a beginner computer programmer i am a college student i love video games and i happen to be blind i'm a college student and i'm studying to become an assistive technology instructor or an IT professional. On my free time, I like to listen to audiobooks and play video games. I, uh, I'm very new to blindness, but I've always, uh, I, I've, I've fought the one look judgment my whole life. Like not being old enough, being the wrong race or being the wrong job or whatever. But you know, it's like, I'm not my age. I'm not my skin. I'm not my job. And I'm not blinded, so I just, I'm kind. Um, it's just always been fiercely and intensely me. But if you really need to know, I'm black, I'm blind, and I'm sexy. I am more than my disability. I can. Can you? Can. Can. In an effort to support white cane safety and awareness, in 1964, President Lyndon B. Johnson established what would become known as National White Cane Safety Day. The first cane was made out of wood, and they, they started with veterans of the First World War. It, it gained its popularity between those two world wars. And that's actually when orientation and mobility started to become a thing. One of the instructors who trained me that was his story of why he, he started teaching orientation and mobility. He was um, 
uh, a survivor of the storming of Normandy. And he said he made a promise on that day that he said, if I, if I, if I made it back from this, you know, I was going to do something great. I'll do something with my life that has purpose and meaning. And um, he said, I was just a kid. And when I, I made it home alive, and I didn't think I was going to make it on that beach. And when he did, he came back. And he began teaching blind people how to use a cane. It chokes me up every time I think about it. And one of the people that he studied um, and taught with was Kenneth Jernigan at the Orientation Center for the Blind in Albany. And that's before Kenneth Jernigan went on uh, to work with Tenzing uh, and in, in, on the East Coast, who was the first president of the, of the National Federation of Blind. And Kenneth Jernigan became the next president of the National Federation of the Blind. So Jernigan has his roots right here in Northern California. He was one of the very first instructors at OCB. Their orientation and mobility was it was cutting edge. You know, bless you, Rich Russo. His training actually got me traveling all around the United States and across the Atlantic Ocean. Everybody has different reasons for doing what they do. And they inspired me to do what I do and pay it forward. Back then, there some 30 years ago, the games that they gave us were fiberglass. Long, heavy fiberglass canes, solid fiberglass. You can imagine that's very heavy. So you had wooden canes, you had fiberglass canes, and through the decades, you know, they changed different materials. Um, now we have super uber light canes. But you could imagine going from wood to fiberglass to, you know, carbon fiber and all kinds of different materials. And there's several different um, kinds. You have the long white cane, which is, you know, the standard symbol for a cane. You've got an ID cane, which is um, a very short, skinny, skinny cane. Um, otherwise known as an identification cane. This is a cane that is simply for, it's not used for mobility. It is just to identify somebody who is visually impaired. Has anybody ever seen an ID cane? I have. Um, and yeah, just like you described that they're very, very, they're, and they're, sometimes they are like, they come in like the folding cane aspect too, right? So they fold up, but they're very skinny. They usually have like a silicone tip. So um, yeah, that's, I've seen them before too. I've never used one. They also have another one that is like, kind of a cross between a long white cane and a support cane and I did not know this and I've never seen it but I guess it's popular in other countries. I, I would be kind of curious to see what it looks like. I did also learn that in other countries like in Argentina um, they have green canes. That's cool. Why green brandy? The green indicates that somebody is low vision, whereas the white cane means that they are totally blind. In Germany, there is a special law that says that if you are holding a cane and traveling, 
and something happens in an accident and you're blind, you're not responsible for the accident. But if you're not holding the cane and you're a pedestrian, you are responsible for causing the accident. So note to self, when you're in Germany, carry that cane because if you don't have it and you cause an accident, you're on the hook for it. So what do you think the benefit is of having a white cane safety day? I think it's to help raise awareness that somebody who has a white cane will not be able to give weight to you. I think a lot of sighted people don't understand that. I know that people coming from other countries don't always understand what the white cane means. And um, when my dad got hit by a car in May, it was somebody from Colombia. And I don't know if they use a white cane over there, but he didn't really seem to know to give way to my dad. So um, I think that it's really important to raise awareness so that everybody learns that that person won't see you and you have to give way to them. Kind of like a follow-up question to Brandy's question is uh, for the the students, like how many times or like, um, can you recall a situation where you were the only person that had a cane? So let me let me answer both questions. I think white cane safety day is important as you know, it's important for people to know what this means. I have a cane, so I can't see as well as you can. So I may I need to do things differently to accomplish my daily tasks or to do different things. So you may see something as odd or or you may not you may not normally do something that I that, you know like I would need to do because of my you know I have a cane I can't see that well um, so I think this is just kind of open like it puts perspective into it gives people perspective into what the cane is and why people use it and need it as uh, answering the second question I usually don't see people with cane I mean ironically I usually don't see people with canes. You know, I am the only one in the cane with a cane in the room. I will say there are times I've gone to my uh, college campus and I've seen other VI students. Or when I was in high school, there were obviously a whole bunch of VI students there who used canes. But most, other than that, it's I'm I'm pretty much the only person in any in any given room with a cane. Yeah, I'm like the only one in like <laughs> in like my classes at Sac State. I'm the only one that uses the cane and it's, it feels, it feels awkward. I'm not going to lie. I always think my, I always think my cane's a good conversation starter because a lot of times I get asked what it is or what it's for, or sometimes little kids don't understand. And so it's always a conversation starter and it's a good time to educate people and bring awareness to what it is. Um, so I don't think you guys should feel awkward. I think you should feel empowered and, a special in a different way. Um, I, I always meet people because they just come up and ask me, like, you know, how long have you been using that? How'd you learn how to use that? Or how do you do that? You know, it's kind of like a, I'm always meeting people downtown asking me, do you count steps, right? Or something, some, they have, they, they, they have no idea and they're, they're usually curious. So I, I think you guys should take it as a, a way to talk to people or meet people or educate as well. Um, so I'm always happy when people are intrigued or, Again, it's always the little four-year-olds that go, what are you doing with that? Or are you a wizard? Or are you looking for gold or something? You know, I'm always getting these weird questions. So I, I always take it as a really good way to start a conversation and educate people and, and a good way to meet people too. 
Yeah, little kids are like drunk adults. They'll say what's on their mind. Um, so they'll just come up to you and tell you whatever. And then the parents are like, oh, don't ask that question. Shh, shh, shh. You know, and then I'm like, no, no, it's okay because I want your child to learn. Absolutely. And it's it's more than okay. You know, and the parents probably want to be the ones asking the question, but the kids do it first, you know, so it's, I always stop and try to let them know and explain it to them as much as I can. Um, and then I talk to the parents as well. But it's always interesting. I, it, what I've been finding just recently is like me and my wife are doing a project at Home Depot. And as I'm coming up and she's ringing things up, they're like, well, how much is that? I'm like, Paul, she wants to ring your king up. Like she, you know, even they, they don't understand what it is. I think it's a tool or a pool stick or a fishing pole or something. So I'm like, I'm not paying for this. This is free. This is my cane. I can't see that well. You know, I'm blind. So there have been uh, times like when I'm in a store, because it's like, you know how sometimes stores, they have things on like the highest high shelf, you know? And so they have these hooks where they have to grab it off the shelf and bring it down. And so there are times people come up to me uh, and they're like, hey, could you reach that for me? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, reach what? And then they, I turn around and they see it's a cane and not one of those sticks, you know, to reach for stuff on the top shelf. And it's like, it's just like one of those like little, little fun little anecdotes of the day when it happens. Hint, hint, you can use it, because I have, you can use it to get clothes off the top rack in the store, just saying, because I've had to do it. So it does work. <laughs> just get get it in the hangar there. <laughs> so it's, it's not just National Cane Awareness Day, it's get the clothes off the rack day as well. <laughs> yeah, but I do get sticks sometimes, they'll call my cane a stick. No, it's, it's a cane shirt or a man. That's something that I hear all the time. I'm I'm on like Reddit all the time and I'm on the like blind subreddit. That because uh, like other people have the same experience. Where it's like some people are bothered by it, others really don't care. And it's interesting because it's like for me, it's like it seems like whenever people call it a stick, it's like you can hear in their voice, it's like they're not sure. They're just like I mean, uh, could you mind moving your uh, stick, you know, so some, so like if I can hear like they're a little confused, I'll, I'll try and say, oh, it's, it's, this is my cane, but I don't want to be rude and say, oh, it's called a cane, you know, like, so it's, it's very interesting because what people see like in their mind when they hear cane is, you know, the like arched kind of stick and not what we use. So I think it's pretty cool and interesting to think about. And, and then there's the differences between like ID canes and into normal canes. Like I say that on Reddit and as well, like on blind. Like I, I don't even think people know what an ID cane like generally in the general public. Even blind people or low vision people like the difference. So that brings up a good point. When we when we change the different terms and we change what we call it and that kind of thing do you think that it helps our cause or hinders it does it confuse people i, I think it, it it does like i said like id cane and just a normal cane and then like yeah like it confuses the general public and even blind and low vision people because i think most people know what a cane is like but not an id cane like it, i think it's much shorter and then it has like the color on the bottom like instead of being red i think it might be another color but I, I think I think it does hinder us right now because most people don't aren't educated. They call it a stick and stuff like that. Or they'll try to come up with like GPS devices and put it on the cane and like different stuff like that without asking blind people if it's needed or wanted. So I think it does hurt us. I don't want, I don't want to sound rude with this, but a lot of the time uh, 
people can kind um, can be like general population wise people can be you know like uh, not necessarily ignorant but uninformed on these things I mean that's the whole reason why it's called a stick a lot of the time and not a cane but I feel like having it as a um, like if if you know there are new f- names for things that make that make something more clear or easy for us to understand as a community you know people who who want you know who want to learn and you know better themselves on these things they will make the effort to understand what it's actually called instead of assuming that it's you know it, it's a, it looks like a stick so it's a stick you know kind of a thing we brought Anushma home from India. She was uh, wearing size two clothes and she was five years old, but she was using a cane when she first arrived. And we just noticed the general public's amazement, uh, upset, surprise, their shock. So many people staring, people almost having car accidents watching her go down the street with her cane and just being so little. So it seems like there's something with, you know, a young child who can't see a lot of us lose vision over time and throughout our lives but I guess it's just not that common they never saw a little girl so little using a cane up until recently children were not given a cane until they were older than seven this is a new concept it's only been in you know the last I'd say 20 or so years that they've been giving children canes um, when they're as young as three to learn their environment and to learn to travel independently as um, a small toddler. Um, when I was a child, they did not give children canes at three years old. Just uh, as, you, as you were talking about that, you know, I've seen recently on TikTok, they've got toddlers, one and two year olds that are using belt cane. So imagine a one year old that's learning how to walk and he's got like a, like, it's kind of like a weightlifter belt on it and on each hip, is a white cane of course it's small and it's right where he can grab he or she can grab it and at the end of the canes they kind of run out parallel to the ground and then they're connected there's like a crossbar at the bottom there's nothing cuter than watching a little person with the cane that's so cute you know a little you know the canes are so small and teaching someone how to use a cane and actually like in advocacy work like learning that um for some blind students, like their parents have to advocate to get them O&M training when they're little and in school. So that's another whole nother avenue of understanding that this is a skill that's needed and how do we get it to little children? If you would like more information, please visit the Careers Plus page at societyfortheblind.org. You can also email us at iCanPod at societyfortheblind.org. That's E-Y-E-C-A-N-P-O-D at societyfortheblind.org. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.